everyone. Happy Thursday. We skipped last week's show for some scheduling issues, but it's July now and we're back with another episode of the Genesis podcast. I toyed with the idea of releasing this episode last week, but truly there was just way too much going on around me at the time and I just didn't have the time or headspace to go through the depths of this topic the way that I wanted to. But it's one I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I wanted to bring to the show and open a conversation about it. So, welcome to episode five, Grieving the If and When. Whether consciously or not, we are making decisions every single day that shape and reshape our lives and experiences. Some of them are seemingly minuscule, like deciding to get Dunkin' Coffee instead of Starbucks and then finding out that the car ahead of you paid for your order. Obviously, there's no way to know if that would have happened at Starbucks. It probably wouldn't have. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't have that huge of an impact in your life. I mean, it can definitely make your day better, but it's it's not a make or break situation. Then there are slightly bigger decisions like what phone you're going to upgrade to or what apartment to sign a lease with or what car to buy. These decisions aren't really life-altering either, but they definitely carry the potential for you to either love or hate yourself for a time over the choice you made. Still, light effect, not a lot is going to come from them, at least not compared to some larger choices, like maybe what time you're going to leave work for the night. Now, obviously at face value, that seems pretty small too, but it can have a bigger impact. For example, during my first year of teaching, I commuted 45 minutes both ways for work from Richmond to Frankfort, Kentucky, um, because I couldn't find an apartment in my price range closer to the school, which meant I had a hefty little journey Mondays through Fridays, and usually I didn't get home until at least after four, usually it was after five because I would have a meeting or something I was working on. Um, one night though, I stayed later than usual to get caught up on some lesson planning and classroom stuff. And when I finally left around six, I, I just wanted to get home. Like I, I was ready to book it. But (laughs) what actually happened was I met standstill traffic between I-64 and 75 going into Lexington because of a semi that struck the barrier and spilled fuel onto the road. It was a massive (laughs) ordeal. It ended up shutting down three lanes until like 10 p.m. that night. I ended up being rerouted towards Georgetown and having to take a bunch of tiny back roads to Paris and then over to I-60 so I could get back on track and make it home to Richmond. All in all, it took me about three hours to make that 45-minute drive home. And at first, I complained and wished I had left sooner to avoid it all. But when I got home and read about what had actually happened... I realized that based on the times I usually leave work and when this accident actually happened, I could have easily been exactly where the accident happened on my normal way home at the time I typically leave if I hadn't stayed as late as I did. Now, obviously, that's a pretty extreme example, but those are the kinds of decisions we make passively and don't even consider the impact they could have. Some decisions we make not even realizing they could still be affecting us a year or three years or even eight years later. 
Last night I was talking with my best friend about how different our lives are now compared to who we were in college. And we spent a, a good while pulling at threads of like, if I had dated this person, um, if I hadn't left this group, if he and I hadn't broken up, if COVID hadn't have happened at all, which I'm sure is one that we can just about all find a rabbit hole in. Um, and at least in this conversation, we were focused on how glad we are that things happened the way they did. We're, you know, we're grateful for the failed situationships and, you know, sudden unexpected departures from unhealthy groups that we were members of and even the turns our lives took because of the pandemic. But what isn't necessarily as exciting to consider is the if then of heavier things like what if, you know, blank had actually worked out? What if this person had stayed instead of giving up? Or what if this trauma that shaped my entire life, you know, had never happened at all? For me, I find myself stuck on the question of what if I had stayed? What if I didn't leave my small hometown? What if I didn't leave the religious groups I was a part of? What if I didn't leave my college city? What if I didn't leave teaching? Now that's the real if and then that's sticking with me right now. What if I stayed? What if I did sign on for year three instead of resigning? What if I accepted the people telling me this is just the way things are and you signed up for this or you knew what you were getting yourself into instead of putting my physical, mental, and emotional health as first priority and walking away? The what ifs have literally kept me awake some nights and you know, I, I mean, I've dreamed of being a teacher since I was a kid and I've worked my ass off through college and had incredible student teaching experiences. And I've never been more excited in my entire life than I was when I got my dream teaching job this past year in fifth grade social studies. It was what I had worked so hard for, what I had given everything for. And I finally made it. And then it nearly destroyed me. And it feels weird to admit that because many people in my professional circle have told me that it seemed kind of like the opposite. My coworkers and supervisors were always so validating and told me they could see the good work I was doing. My students grew and so many of them told me that, you know, social studies finally made sense to them after my class. And in a lot of ways, I get why most people were surprised when I announced that I was leaving. But... Then on the flip side of that, there was so much happening behind the scenes, both professionally and personally. And unfortunately, those things outweighed the good that was happening. I won't go into a lot of the details, but the short and sweet version is that there you know, were a lot of unhealthy situations going on that made it increasingly difficult to do the work that we're asked to do as teachers. And then on top of that, at the beginning of this year, at the beginning of 23, I began to face a lot of physical health problems that I hadn't dealt with before. It was honestly like a perfect storm of everything that could go wrong actually going wrong. And at first I thought I just wasn't handling it well, but fortunately I had amazing people around me that saw what was happening firsthand and they could reassure me that my decision to leave was not only valid, but also warranted. <laughs> um, even so, 
I've got this if then stuck in my head and it's kind of set up a nice cozy camp for the time being. I felt so ridiculous saying this out loud at first, but the closest thing I can compare it to is grief. Grief over saying goodbye to my dream job and with it the potential version of myself that I thought I so desperately wanted to become. Grief over the parts of me I had to sacrifice while I was a teacher and to come out the other side knowing I can't get them back. Grief over the hope I had that I could actually make a difference through what I was doing only to feel like I'd actually been chewed up and spit out by a system built for profit rather than real student growth and advocacy. There's a version of myself in my life and really my spirit as an individual that I lost the day I put teaching behind me and in its place, a sense of mourning I didn't expect to face. One of my absolute favorite TV shows is Grey's Anatomy, and I'm absolutely obsessed. <laughs> and I feel a special connection to this one particular episode that I feel relates to this concept pretty well. But ironically, it's not the actual If Then episode that they made in season eight, which is funny to me. But the one I'm thinking of for this is actually a couple seasons later. Christina Yang saves a patient's life, but that patient severs his spinal cord at a certain point and you know he's he's gonna live but he's on a ventilator and paralyzed from the neck down and they wake him up because he needs to decide if he wants to continue life-saving measures or to remove them because he'll never actually be able to breathe on his own again or have the function of his body restored so when they do wake him up yang asks him you know do you know who you are do you know where you are do you know what has happened to you and do you want to live this way and the episode goes on to show two alternate realities of christina's life moving forward as well as the lives of the patient and several of the other doctors that christina works with and the whole point is that it only takes one person or one moment to change your life forever. It can change your perspective. It can change what you believe entirely. It can make you rethink everything you think you know. And obviously, I would never compare changing careers to a life or death situation or a decision. But I, I think her questions have a lot of validity and can be a really grounding check for yourself. Do you know who you are at this point in your life do you know what has happened to you do you want to live the way you are right now and depending on how you answer each of those questions it can give you an important indicator of what you need to do now it can tell you if you need to rediscover yourself or become familiar with who you are and what matters most to you it can tell you if you need to look closer at what's going on in your life and to make changes and it can tell you when it's time to move on what what I'm learning at this point in my life is that even when you know those answers, it's also still okay to have different feelings about them. Like, it's okay to know you've become someone who is the polar opposite of who you thought you would be and to still be happy about that, but simultaneously sad about losing the version of you that you used to be. And it's okay to see everything that has happened to you and has made your life what it is today. And be glad that it is what it is today, but still have mixed emotions about what didn't happen. 
it's okay to be proud of the way you're living and glad that it's the life you have, but also mourn the life you had to say goodbye to in order to get there. It's okay to have some mixed emotions while coming to terms with the life you would have had if you had made other decisions. And it's okay to grieve the if and the then. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, guys. Make sure to follow and share the show with everybody you know, and even the people you don't know. You know, go to the Apple Store and pull up this podcast on all the devices that you can try. You guys sharing the show means the world to me. Thank you so much for that. And I'll see you next Thursday on the Genesis Podcast.